0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Twisted Blue LLC presents Brutal Nation, a podcast dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of crime. My name is Scott Alexander. Right across from me is Ms. Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. All right, so I got one for you for today. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right, since it's Monday, we got a, an angel of death. Ooh. Yeah. And this one here, well, you'll, you'll find out why I'm so enamored with this guy. Oh, enamored. Uh, enamored. The, okay, word of the day is enamored. And a little quick thing before I tell you this is actually I watch a, a guitar teacher on, uh, on YouTube because he's, he's hilarious. And he, he's from Germany. And oh, he, okay. gives, he goes, the random German word of the day. And it's always something really weird. I think the last <laughs> one was like, de klein de hunding, or something like that. <laughs> Someone like, goes, this just refers to the rule of fits. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you have a freaking thousand letter word just to say rule of fits. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. You go for it there. So <clears throat> his name is Charles Collin. And he was a nurse. Okay. And he operated out of uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. He's got 29 to 45 kills under his belt. Holy shit. Yeah, so this guy here is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. This guy took he's, it serious when he was the out. He's
1: one we like, the high, the high count.
0: Yeah, and you're going to find out that he, why? But uh, anyway, yeah. he, uh, he operated between 1984 and 2003.
1: Oh, wow, so almost 20 years. Yeah,
0: so he was on it like blue bonnet, and it was, he was arrested December 14th of 2003. Wow. Okay. So, Charles was born February 22nd of 1960.
1: Right.
0: Um, uh, and his preferred method of killing was poisoning. So, we went through that. Okay.
1: Which is common among the healthcare.
0: Survivors. Right. I've noticed that it's mostly yeah. poisonings with, with the healthcare yeah, workers.
1: that or, like, suffocation, or,
0: you know. Right. Something that is yeah. normally would be kind of a little bit innocuous. more na- natural, yeah. Right. So, he's a former nurse. And the, one of the most prolific serial killers in New Jersey history.
1: Holy shit.
0: Colin told authorities in 2003 that he had murdered as many as 45 patients during his 16 years. He worked at 10 hospitals in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania.
1: Holy shit. 10, 10 different hospitals.
0: 10 different hospitals. We're not going to go over all 10 because no, that just needs us down a rabbit hole no, that we're going yeah, to be no, at.
1: No, not just that. Is it, it makes you wonder. And I'm sure you'll probably get into this because, you know, healthcare professionals, they don't normally change jobs that often.
0: Yeah, then that's true. Like, I noticed, like, uh, whenever I go over to see my doctor, well, before we start doing everything online, uh, the people that, like, the nurses there, they're the same ones that I saw yeah. five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago when I hurt myself.
1: Yeah, my mom worked at a facility for 30 years, 30-some years. So, yeah. you know, it's not common that they switch that often.
0: So let's look at Charles' early childhood. Uh, he was born in West Orange, New Jersey and the youngest of eight children in a deeply re- religious catholic family. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so, his father was a bus driver and his mother stayed at home to raise the kids. And Colin's father died when he was an infant. Now the next thing I'm going to tell you I'm going to ha- I have kind of a, a, a thing that I got to double back on, okay? Yeah. So just bear with me. Two of his siblings also died in adulthood, so they okay. they were dead now, here's what I found that was interesting, and I'll tell you why in a second because I don't want to point the fingers. But it says – I found a, a line in a couple of places that says his father, whose name was Mimi Collin, raped him as a child. But here's the here, – this is where I got a little confused, okay? I couldn't find any about how the information on his father molesting him was discovered. Right. Like, you know, if, if maybe somebody told him later on in life or what – he's an infant.
1: Right, and I think because I remember when you mentioned this to me, I I tried to do some searching of my own, and the only thing I could find was that Charles was born in February and his dad died in December that same year. Right, and so it's like I couldn't find anything else.
0: And I got a pretty shot memory. Yeah. But I know for a fact that even when my memory wasn't shot, I can't remember when I was an infant. No. I don't think anybody can. Yeah. Um,. So that's where I'm a little confused. I'm not sure if that was a fact or something that is just randomly placed on places like uh, Wikipedia. I think I also saw that on Murderpedia, yeah, um, and a couple of other places. But like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't substantiate right. where that claim came exactly. from.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So Colin described his childhood as miserable, and he first attempted suicide at the age of nine by drinking chemicals taken from a chemistry set. yeah so at nine years old he's already trying to off himself
1: yeah and that's pretty serious that's a pretty serious effort right there
0: right and gotta figure what level of depression do you have to have as a nine-year-old child To want to ingest chemicals out of a chemistry set of all, because they're not appealing. They're not appealing.
1: That's the thing, because usually children that age who are doing it, it's a cry for help. Right. And it's not usually something that's serious. It's like taking too many Tylenol or something like that, you know.
0: Right. I I would think that a cry for help, though, wouldn't be suicide as much as it would be acting out.
1: That, too. I mean, think about
0: what comes in a chemistry set. You know, you have basic elements and chemicals
1: right acids and and sulfur and things like that. none of
0: which is appealing
1: none of which and none of which is like yeah
0: right okay this would be his his first out of 20 attempts at suicide throughout his life yeah later working as a nurse colin fantasized about stealing drugs from the hospital where he worked and using them to commit suicide so, he still wanted to off himself even when he was a nurse. Okay. So, carried, like I said, it carried through his entire life.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. In one attempt, he took a pair of scissors and jabbed them through his head. Oh. Yeah. Ow. He was rushed to the hospital and had, and had major surgery done. So.
1: Yeah, did it say where in the head, though? It didn't this say. interesting.
0: It didn't say where. That's the thing okay. that I could find. Okay. So, this is going to help help everybody understand where Charles is coming from oh, and okay, ha- yeah. how, okay. When he was 17 years old, Colin's mother died in an automobile accident. His oh. sister was the one that was driving and he was devastated by his mother's death. <laughs> so Colin drops out of school and enlists in the Navy. He lied about his age. Yeah. And he enlisted in the Navy. Uh, and he was a- assigned to the suburb, the submarine corps.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And he served abroad, uh, uh, aboard the ballistic missile sub USS Woodrow Wilson.
1: Okay. So, so he's got a lot of like confined space with a lot of people, then too. Right. Not like he can get away.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not <laughs> not very far. We could do walk outside. Yeah,
1: right. We'll outside. Yeah,
0: so I'll be right back, fellas. Yeah. You guys are all pissing me off.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So Colin rose to the rank of petty officer, third class, as part of uh, a team operation, uh, a team that operated the ship's Poseidon missiles. Ooh, okay. So he's in charge of, you know, one of the people that's in charge and handles some pretty heavy-duty firepower. Yeah,
1: that's for some pretty good ammo right there. Yeah, it's
0: not like, hey, you need to swab the deck. It's like, dude, just try not to blow anybody up. Yeah, Can you do that? Try, try be not just, to ignite that. Yeah, just not, let's not shoot any friendlies. But already, it showed signs of mental instability. And he once showed up at work uh, wearing nothing but green surgical uh, green surgical gown, a surgical mask, and latex gloves that he stole from the ship's uh, medical cabinet.
1: That's weird. S-
0: Very. And he was transferred uh, off of the sub onto a supply ship, which was the USS uh, Canopus. Okay. And not Canabus, Canopus, C-A-N-O-P-U-S. I
1: was going to ask that, but, you know.
0: <laughs> don't, don't we wish, huh? It's a yeah. small, it's, like, wow, it's, it's, it's a pot, it's a pot ship the on, on the high seas. So, Colin tried to kill himself several times over the next few years. Um, His attempts led to his discharge from the Navy in March of 1984. Okay. So yeah, after several times, they said, "Look, you're just not mentally fit to do this." Yeah,
1: so he got a medical discharge. More than likely, it was a
0: medical. That sounds like because it it doesn't sound like he committed treason or yeah or anything anything else like that.
1: No A wall or anything.
0: Right. So after he leaves the Navy. He goes and he attends Mountainside School of Nursing and got a job at St. Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston, New Jersey. Now, this is 1987.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, the same year, he married Marie uh, Adrian Tubb.
1: Okay. So, so he married. Yeah, so he gets
0: married. Okay. And they have two wonderful daughters. They have, they have two kids. Okay. So let, we'll keep that in mind. We're going to revisit that in a minute. Okay, though. let's do. So let's talk about the murders. Okay. You know, the, the meat and potatoes of it all. So Colin committed his first murder on June eleventh, nineteen eighty-eight, and it was a judge, John W. Yengo, Y-E-N-G-O, Senior.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: He had been admitted to St. Barnabas Medical Center, uh, suffering from an allergic reaction to a blood-thinning drug that he was on. And we're talking the judge. Yeah. Okay. Colin. High profile. Right. So Colin administered a lethal dosage um, of a medication intravenously. So he's got the IV drip on. Gives him a shot. Okay. Oh okay. So Colin admitted to killing 11 patients at St. Barnabas including an AIDS patient who died after being given an overdose of insulin. Now, I want to point this out. I'm diabetic. Right. And I was on insulin. Right. And I'm telling you man, if your blood sugar is too low and you take insulin, you're you're gone. Yeah, and everybody thinks well, if he's a dia if he's a diabetic. Right insulin would make everything better no you get blood sugar highs and you get blood sugar lows because yeah. basically a lot of us our, our insulin receptors just don't work properly right so this guy just he, he had the aids virus it's the 80s it's still a new virus gives him an overdose of insulin goes home and dies wow so colin quit his job at saint barnabas and that was in january of 1992 And that was when the uh, hospital authorities began to investigate who might be tampering with bags of intravenous fluid.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: they're on to him. They're looking, hey, man, these bags are kind of all jacked up. Yeah. Who the hell could be doing it?
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm pretty sure that he's probably at the top of their list, but there's no way to know.
1: Especially since he quit right away.
0: Right. Well, think of it this way also is that we're talking, this is early 90s. Right. So today... From what I understand, we have medical lockers. You got to put a code in or a oh, yeah. barcode.
1: Barcode. You know
0: about that because your mom was. Yeah, uh,
1: it's pretty intense. Your mom. Intense. Your mom only
0: recently retired.
1: Just yeah, just last year.
0: Right. So, kind yeah. of give everybody a. Kind well, of a, an overview of, of, of the standards today.
1: Oh, okay. The standards, I was going to say, because the standards back when I was little, back in that time frame, when Colin was starting, right. I used to be able to hand meds out with her. You're shitting to to me. Her, no, I used to go to her work. She'd put them in a little cup. I'd be able to take them and give them to the residents and everything.
0: And hold on, hold on. Nobody
1: gave a shit. Yeah, I put so them in the pill crusher, all
0: that. Instead of hey little girl, I've got candy, you're like, hey <laughs> like, old oh, man, hey, I've got old drugs. Man, I got your meds. That's awesome. No. That's awesome. No,
1: I I don't have a grandpa fetish like some people have grandies. But um, no, Brutal. so so that's what it was like back then, but as time went on, the regulations and stuff changed that now I know that they have to enter their own personal code. They each have their own personal code. They have to enter it to get any medication out, including Tylenol.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, and so it's like it keeps a an electronic log of who logs in when and what they took out because they have to scan what they took out, too.
0: Well, it makes sense because like we were talking yeah. about earlier, um, you know, with with the angels of death that we research yeah. and that our researchers research, yeah, it does seem like, you know— it's, it's very prudent because you don't know. Is, is that nurse taking care of you? Does she really right. care about you? Or is she looking at you like you're my next right. victim?
1: Well, and I know that a lot of it started at my mom's facility alone is they like tried to rush to get this system in because they found some of their nurses and med providers were actually appropriating the meds for themselves.
0: Well, yeah, narcotics. And man. so
1: they would go in and say that they were taking a Tylenol out, grab a narco and give the patient a Tylenol. And take the narcotic themselves. Holy
0: shit. Yeah. Nothing like, you know, trying to help your patients. Right? Yeah, right. Christ. Yeah. Sakes.
1: First, do no harm, right?
0: Right. Right, right. I got to minimize this. All right. So, he quits in 1992. And oh, that, that's why I brought that up. Because I know that in the 90s, like you said, like in the 90s and shit. Yeah. It wasn't as regulated as not it is. Not nearly as, you know,
1: like I said, I could crush them, I could do everything.
0: Right. I remember in the 90s, um, it was somewhere in the early 90s, it may not have been 92, but it's before 95, being... Uh, in the hospital, and the nurse coming in, I go, man, I could really use some aspirin. I got a headache, and she's, hey, hold on, I got some in my purse. Someone got two out of her purse. It's, Here you go, take two aspirin. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah,
1: exactly. Know.
0: And yeah, now they, they're no because no. everybody in the world, everybody in that hospital is going to know if you took two Tylenol. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know, the pharmacist has to approve it. The doctor has to approve it. The nurses are all going to know. They scan
1: your arm band. They scan the pill. They scan something else. They scan their badge. It's it's like a huge checkpoint system. Right.
0: So that way, yeah. anybody. It's tighter you know, than the TSA. Right. Anybody who wants to know what you took in in yeah. that hospital, provided they, they, they fall under HIPAA, yeah. can go. Oh yeah, no, he had he had two Tylenol. He didn't have two Norco. Yeah, he Norco. didn't have he didn't have morphine. Right. He exactly. Freaking Tylenol. Exactly. So. He bails from there, right? And they're looking for who screwed with the intravenous flu. But keep in mind, we talked about this a lot. Not a whole lot of government regulation going on. No. No. Back then, no. Yeah. It's still the 90s, and and you know, and they're pretty well kind of flying under the radar. They don't want yeah, to report kinda, it. Yeah. So Colin takes a job um, at Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. And this is in February 1992. Okay. He murdered three elderly women at that hospital by giving them overdoses of a heart medication called Digitoxin. Digoxin? Digoxin, yeah. Yeah, D I G O X I N. Yeah,
1: Digoxin. It's
0: pronouncing these things is hard. It, well, they're all Latin names, anyways, so. Which, honestly, folks, I think that's kind of dumb. They yeah. just put it, this is heart drug. That's just put Vica did. No. They should say heart drug one, two, three, four, right, five. Exactly. You're no. You don't give us some dang. Screw no, man.
1: digoxin is it is a good heart. It's what they use for people who I think it's when they're having a heart attack. It's one, it's similar that to that,
0: right? Yeah. So I believe his final victim at this hospital actually said, "quote A sneaky male nurse had injected her with." Uh, while she tried to sleep. Oh, shit. Yeah, but her family members and the health care workers just dismissed her comment. ass. Ah, she's an old lady. Yeah. She know what, she's crazy. Well, That's see, we had that last
1: crazy. week with our, kill, with our Twisted Tuesday couple because they were in nurses' days, oh, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lot of the patients who we complain about them, they dismissed it, too. Remember? And so, it yeah. It seems to happen
0: kind of a lot. It
1: does. It does,
0: unfortunately. And especially to the elderly. That's pretty fucked yeah, up, Yeah, that too. is fucked up. God dang. So let's fast forward a little bit, shall we? In January of 1993, his wife, Adrienne Collin, filed for divorce. And she later filed two domestic violence complaints Holy against him. And I couldn't see if they were substantiated and confirmed yeah. like that they're, they're just filed. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if they were proven, if he was proven guilty on those or, or, or what was happening. Um, and uh, the... Uh, both the divorce papers and the domestic violence complaints uh, depicted Colin as an alcoholic and someone who abused pets by placing them in bag in bowling bags and trash cans, Holy pouring shit. lighter fluid on <gasps> to, uh, into other people's drinks, not on the puppies. Oh, I know. That's what I, like, I thought when oh I started my God, reading that too.
1: Because no, I just oh, imagine somebody doing that to my dogs and I would hurt them.
0: Oh, I, I'd kill a person for ghosts. Yeah, I'd cut a bitch. So doing several, just you know, making prank calls at funeral homes, just kind of depicted him as just being a prick. Wow. Kind of childish, too. Yeah. Like a childish prick, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But Colin had shared custody of their daughters, and he moved into a basement apartment uh, on Schaefer Avenue in Phillipsburg. So he's got his little apartment, he's hanging out with his kids, you know, trying to just live the American dream, I guess. Okay. With his deep, dark secret. I was going to say, okay. (laughs) I got to do that in a deeper voice, right? With his deep, dark secret. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I hope people laugh when they listen to this. And, and so do I sometimes, Jeez. because they have to. I, I imagine people sitting back right now going, oh, my God. God's such an asshole. How can he be sitting there just making jokes when there's death all around? Son of a bitch. Because there is
1: death all around.
0: There's just death all around. It doesn't matter if Colin killed him or not. So Colin says that he wanted to quit uh, nursing back in 1993, but the court-ordered child support payments forced him to keep on working. Okay. Which it kind of makes sense. Your child yeah. support is your pa- child support. And if you go into a new line of work, you're not starting at the top. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're, yeah, you're starting at the bottom. And yeah. You work your way up with pay raises. So this is going to where, where it's going to get interesting. And I have some notes that I wrote down of how I felt while I was reading this. Okay. Okay. So in March of 1993, he broke into a coworker's home while she, while her and her, 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 her and her young son, reading is hard, um, were asleep. Okay. Uh, But he left without waking him up. Yeah. Colin then started phoning her frequently, leaving her numerous messages and following her to work and around town.
1: Ooh, Stalker.
0: Yeah. Stalker much, right? The woman filed a complaint and Colin pleaded guilty to trespassing uh, and was placed on one year's probation. The day after his arrest, Colin attempted suicide yet again. Uh, He took another two months off of work. And he was treated for depression in two psychiatric facilities. Um, He attempted suicide two more times before the end of that year. Holy cow. So he packed a whole lot into 93. He did. So this is my little note that I have. While I was reading this info, I think that this is yet a new path that he might have taken in his killing. Right. Because now it's not just injecting. He's stalking. Exactly. He's he's developing an infatuation. He knows the woman. He's yeah. following her. You know. Uh, he, it's his. It's evolving. Right. Yeah. It's and I think I, I, I'm damn sure that this would have added to his mo modus operandi. Yeah. Had he had not been caught, right. I think it would have definitely progressed in this way. And this is just my opinion. I'm not an expert on serial killers. I've said that a bajillion times.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, everything. But it you looks can that read, way. It's it so, you know, it sounds like it. Right, because they like... talk about a progression and
0: yeah, exactly. And I think that his acts would have become more and more violent. Oh, I believe so too. And at the end of this, you're going to see that it did come a, become. I'm not going to say more violent, but definitely more bizarre. Okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. So, um. Yeah, so like I said, we're adding we're the stalking aspect, breaking into the house, knowing that her and her kid is there. Yeah. So let's, let's just be thankful that he was stopped when he was.
1: Yeah, let's also be thankful he was on the East Coast
0: and not the West. No doubt. So Colin left Warren Hospital in December of 1993 and took a job at Hunter Medical Center in Rarity Township. This is once again in New Jersey. Okay. Okay, early the next year. Okay. So it's 94, he's working again. Colin worked in the hospital's intensive care and cardiac unit for three years. Now, think about that. He is in a place where people who probably mostly elderly and very not able to defend themselves. Yeah,
1: and who are already on heart meds, which we already found out he's a he's he likes like, the heart meds. He med. likes them.
0: He likes digoxin. Di, di- digoxin. Thank yeah. you. I. I'm going to have to sit down and try to memorize how to actually say these name, uh, the names of these freaking drugs. Yeah. Christ. So during his first two years, Colin claims he did not murder anyone. But there's always a but. I was going to say, I find that hard to believe. But, dun dun dun. The hospital records for the time period had already been destroyed at the time uh, of his arrest huh. in 2003. So, you know. wonder and- why or how. Uh, Probably a fire. That's the
1: only thing I can think of because I I know that medical professionals here, anyways, they have to keep them for ten years, right?
0: And you know, we're talking like once again, it's the nineties. So, right during the early nineties, and or maybe it was the mid nineties when they were just starting to digitize things, as far as I can remember. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Um, However, Colin did admit to murdering five patients. The first nine months of 1996. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Once more, Colin administered an overdose of... Yeah. Digoxin. Thank you.
1: Yeah. He gave me the eyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that... Save me. (laughs) Man, name name stuff easier, things to pronounce. Christ's sakes, we're not doctors here. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So... September 2002 rolls around, and Colin found a job at Somerset Medical Center in Somerset, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, as time went on, Colin's depression worsened. Even though he had begun dating local women, so you know he's out and about. He's got a dating life, um, and and what have not. He's his depression's just getting worse and worse. Right. Colin murdered eight more patients and attempted to murder another one by June of that year.
1: Of 96? Uh, Yeah. Holy shit. I'm sorry,
0: of 2002. Oh, 2002. Okay. I was like, holy Bates cow. are hard, too, for me, apparently. Uh, once more, his drug of choice was a digoxin. Of course. tongue almost It's his go-to. Right it's his go-to. And insulin.
1: Yeah, well, that's and well, and that one's harder to trace.
0: Well, yeah, because we yeah, because ev- yeah,
1: your body produces insulin naturally, and it's harder to trace like chemical insulin in your system. So right. yeah.
0: So, June June eighteenth of two thousand three rolls around. Colin attempted to murder a uh, Philip Greger, and he was a patient at Somerset. Greger survived and was discharged, so he gets to go home. He died six months later of natural causes, so he is one that got away. Yeah, he was a lucky one. Right, he got an extra six months. Well, yeah. hopefully he was lucky. And soon afterward, the hospital's computer system showed that Colin was accessing records to patients that he wasn't even assigned to.
1: See, that's, that gets me right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're looking at go, wait a minute, why are you looking at Betty and Mike over here? They're not even your patients, dude. Yeah, You know, what the hell's up with that? And coworkers began seeing him in patients' rooms as well. Oh, wow. So I'm pretty sure that was a pretty good tip-off. That's
1: a pretty red, big red flag right there. Right,
0: because that, that's super suspicious. If you're yeah. going to work, and let's say that you and I are nurses, and I see you in Bob's room, and yeah. I know that Bob's my patient. And I
1: didn't ask you to help me with Bob. Right. I'm yeah. going
0: to wonder, why the hell are you in Bob's room, dude? Right. You know? So I'm pretty sure they're sitting there going, hey, this is what's up. So computerized drug dispensing cabinets were showing that Colin was requesting medications that patients weren't even di- prescribed.
1: Oh my goodness yeah, had
0: never been dis- prescribed. So the executive director director uh, the executive director at the New Jersey Prison information and poison Education, you mean you uh, said prison Geminiy Christmas <laughs> it's all good. I'm just mentally not here today the executive director of the New Jersey Poison Information and Education System warned Somerset Medical Center um, officials July of 2003 that at least four of the suspicious overdoses indicated that possibly that it, there was an employee involved. Okay. So they're saying, hey, you got, you, got one yeah. of, you got one or two of your people that are, you know, yeah. they're off on your, your patients, man. But the hospital put it Put off contacting authorities until October. Okay, so he warned them when? So they're they're warned in July. July.
1: August, September, October. So that's three months. Three yeah. more months that he's allowed to go and do whatever he wants. Look
0: we'll at this. Oh, yeah. And by then, Colin had killed five other patients and attempted to kill a sixth. Holy shit. He then proceeded, and here is where it's going to get escalated. Okay. He then proceeded to have sex with the victims.
1: Oh, my God. Gross. No.
0: Uh-huh. It's
1: another progression.
0: It is. That's what I said. It progressed. Cause, and that that's why it clicked with uh, him breaking into that woman's house. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it would have progressed either way. And this is how it progressed. Yeah. Because yeah. He's bust.
1: evolving even more now.
0: Right. So state officials penalized the hospital for failing to report a non-fatal insulin overdose in August. Of course. They should have. Right. Justifiably so. Um, The overdose had been administered by Colin, and they knew that. Uh, When Colin's final victim died of low blood sugar in October, the medical center alerted state authorities, and uh, an investigation into Colin's employment history revealed past suspicions uh, about his involvement in prior deaths. So now they're actually looking into, hey, guys, he's worked for you. Is there anything that weird happened? Oh, yeah. His paper trail's catching up. Yeah. When he was working here, people were dropping off like flies. Yeah. <laughs> so. It just scares you, doesn't it? It does. Well, get this. Somerset, uh, Somerset Medical Center fired Colin on October 31st, so Halloween 2003, forget this, for lying on his job application. Never mind that he, they called and they said, hey. Yeah. N- yeah. Never know, mind that you're fucking
1: killing people.
0: Right. Yeah, we're going to you know, because you, you lied on your your application. I think the lying is kind of secondary to killing people. You
1: would think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. So the, the police kept him under surveillance for several weeks until they had finished their investigation. They're okay. keeping an eye on him. Then he's arrested. All right. Okay, so they know. Yep, we got our dude. Colin was arrested uh, on one count of murder and one count of attempted murder at a restaurant. And on December 14th of 2003. Okay. So now we're at a restaurant, right? Uh, On December 14th of 2003, Colin admitted to the murder of Reverend Florian Gall. F-L-O-R-I-A-N-G-A-L-L. Florian? Yeah, Is it Florian? Yeah, probably Florian. Uh, And the attempted murder of, and I'm going to butcher this into all of, I think it's Vietnamese. And if you're Vietnamese and I butcher this, I'm so sorry. Tin Kayushu Han okay uh both pa- and they were both patients at Somerset okay in April two thousand four, Colin pleaded guilty in a New Jersey court to killing thirteen patients and attempting to kill two others by lethal injection while employed at Somerset, so wow. thirteen just at Somerset that's just sick yeah. As part of his plea agreement, he promised to cooperate with authorities if they did not seek the death penalty for his crimes. And a month later, he pled guilty to the murder of three more patients in New Jersey. And here's once again where I'm confused. You would think that somebody who has attempted suicide as much as he had would welcome the death penalty. You would think so.
1: I mean, because we we featured a guy who did. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he wanted the death penalty. They didn't give it to him. So he did something to get the death penalty.
0: Right. And he worked towards it. Yeah. He was committed to it. It was a it. goal. So now we've got, what, like 20, well, i forgot what I said, like 20 attempts on his own life. Yeah. Trying to kill himself. You know, hey, don't stick the death penalty on me because yeah. I don't want to die. That's it's, That makes no sense. It, it contradicts itself. Yeah. You can't not want to die and want, want to, to die yeah. at the same time. You can't. You know, in, in the real world. <laughs> so this led me down a rabbit hole into my own thoughts. No basically. shit. Um, hear me out. He was bullied. He was bullied in school. Yes. Was shy around girls. Yes. He had a rough life as far as uh, being picked uh, from what it sounds like being picked on. From what it sounds like to me, uh, maybe his attempted suicide was just trying to get attention and sympathy. It could have been. Yeah, a little bit of "oh, you poor thing," because maybe that's the kind of catharsis that he won't really want. Yeah, it he wanted that sympathy dying.
1: and that that not love so much, but you know, that empathy and that caring, right? Yeah,
0: and that that was just where my brain went. That's, went with that that could be, yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> in November of two thousand four, Colin pled guilty in, Pen- in the Pennsylvania court to killing six patients and trying to kill three others. Wow. As of July 2005, Colin remains at the Somerset County Jail in New Jersey, as authorities continue to investigate more the possibilities of his involvements in other deaths. Okay, Colin is currently serving a sentence of life in prison without parole for 30 years, uh, to be served consecutively with his other sentences in Pennsylvania. Just okay. Same time. Yeah. On March second, two thousand six. Colin was sentenced to a, to eleven consecutive life sentences in New Jersey. To be eligible for parole, in three hundred and ninety seven years.
1: Yeah, because consecutive is one. As soon as he's done with one, he'll have to do another. Do another. one. Yeah. Gotcha. Instead of concurrent. Concurrent.
0: So. That's where my brain went with that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Concurrent is where they're running together at the same time.
0: He's currently being held in New Jersey State Prison in Trenton, New Jersey. Wow. And on March tenth, two 2006, Colin was brought into the courtroom of Lee County, uh, President Judge William Pratt, for, senten- for a sentencing hearing. Uh, Colin, who was upset, uh, kept telling the judge and kept repeating, Your Honor, you need to step down for 30 minutes until P- Pratt... Platt." Had Colin gagged with a cloth and duct tape, like I'm. Yeah, I you. heard about that. Yep, I'm done with you. Shut him the fuck up. Yeah,
1: yeah. They put. They even put the spit guard over him because I saw some pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, but even after gagging him, Colin c- continued to repeat the phrase. Um, in this hearing, Pratt gave him an additional six life sentences, in addition to the other sentences pronounced on him that same day in another county. Uh, Holy shit. Colin currently faces 18 life sentences. 18? 18 of them. So he's never getting out of prison. If I was him, I would have sought the death penalty. Me too. Me too. So, motive. Colin said that he administered the overdoses to his patients to spare them from being, quote, coded. Going into cardiac arrest, respiratory arrest... And being listed as a code blue emergency, he coded them himself. Exactly, but get so this. that makes no sense. Colin told detectives that he could not bear to witness or hear about attempts to save a victim's life. Colin also claims that he gave patients an overdose so that he could, and this is where it contradicts itself, so that he could end their suffering and prevent the hospital from uh, the, the personnel at the hospital from dehumanizing him. And once again, Colin has me confused, and here's why. I know, because I wrote it in red. <laughs> it got the red pen. That's right. Because if I don't, then I'm going to just keep reading and wonder what the hell I wrote.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I <laughs> color code everything. So
0: <clears throat> so this also confused me a bit, like I said. Let's look at how, the, how his crimes progressed. He went from killing his victims with di- digoxin, dioxin, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, digoxin uh,
0: and insulin. To not only killing him, but having sex with him to me, that's dehumanizing, yeah, him. you are right, and a great form of disrespect, totally, totally, um, I feel that he didn't he he didn't even he he really didn't care about the ending the suffering for his victims or anything like that.
1: no, I don't believe he did either, I believe he just wanted to hurt
0: people right and that's clear in his actions afterwards yeah you're having sex with dead dead bodies and yeah Um, and according to what i read investigators even told him that he caused pain and suffering but colin defended his stance by not not admitting that he caused any suffering but ended it colin had also told investigators that he thought about killing his victims over several days and watching their suffering according and that was according to murderpedia so once again it's contradictory. Yeah, you say I want to end their suffering, but I want to watch their suffering over several days.
1: Yeah, it's he's a li- it's like his life is a contradict contradiction, isn't it?
0: Right. Um, I also found a paragraph on murderpedia, murderpedia. Geez, words are hard. That I found interesting, and it reads: He told detectives in uh, on December two thousand three or in December 2003, that he lived most, most of his life in a fog and that he had blacked out memories of murdering most of his victims. He could not recall how many of them there, there were or why he had chosen them. In some cases, Colin had, uh, had adamantly denied committing the murders at any given facility. But after reviewing medical records, he later has admitted that he was involved in the patient's death. This paragraph tells me a lot about how he thinks, believe it or not, uh, in his mind. Okay. He's a compulsive liar. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to put it. Yeah. How can you think about killing your victims over days, then on impulse kill them, then turn around and say- I forgot I I killed them. Yeah. I I, I was walking around in a fog, and I don't remember. That is so much contradiction all in that paragraph. Yeah,
1: it is. It's like every sentence was a contradiction. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the legal impact. Dun, dun, dun. The what? The legal impact. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, no. I can imagine. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's the reason why they have barcodes now.
0: So Colin was largely able to move from facility to uh, facility undetected. Right. That's what experts say because of the lack of report, court, reporting requirements uh, and inadequate and, and, and legal protection, because reading is hard, for employers. Okay. Okay. New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like most states, require healthcare facilities to report suspicious deaths only in the most egregious of cases. Right. That's cases. this is true. Okay. Uh, and pa- and penalties for failing to report incidences at the time were minor.
1: Yes, Many that was states true too. Didn't
0: did not give investigators the legal authority to discover where a worker had previously been employed, because uh, em- employers feared. Uh, that the uh, investigated incidences would give them basically, you know, a, a bad name and trigger lawsuits. Wow. Which, I'm
1: sorry, if you're hiring somebody and you're not doing a thorough background check, In you should age. have a lawsuit.
0: Oh, I totally agree. In I'm and so, I
1: mean, I'm not a poor, frivolous lawsuits, but to me, that's not frivolous.
0: So. Prompted by the Cullen case, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and 35 other states adopted new laws which encourage employers to give honest appraisals of a worker's job performance and which gives employers immunity when they provide truthful employment or employee appraisals. Correct. Many of the laws passed in 2004 and 2005, it strengthens the disclosure requirements for health care facilities – Bolster and uh, bolster bolsters legal protection for healthcare facilities that report improper patient care and requires licensed healthcare professionals to undergo criminal background checks and fingerprinting at their own cost. Yes. Which is good. I wanna know yes. that my doctor and my nurse would have been checked out. Yes. I don't need a call in going, Hey, you're diabetic, right. let me right. give you a bunch of fucking insulin.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So that is that's the laws that got changed because of what Colin yeah. did.
1: Well, and I honestly believe, and even if they didn't say it, I believe that he is probably one of the reasons why they have such strict uh, checkpoints and everything for med dispensing and oh, everything totally. now, too. Because he was one that got around the system completely. And, you know, they have to put, you know, they have to put checks in place now for checks and balances to well right you,
0: well you have people like Colin that were using oh, yeah. it to kill people but then you had like what you had said other oh, yeah, nurses to, and healthcare workers sitting there going yeah. hey I want a little bit of a party how about a little bit of morphine or how about a little yeah. bit of this how about exactly a little bit of that exactly so I'm glad that we got the
1: uh, the inside
0: scoop well no the, the <laughs> laws and the uh, oh, me too. safeguards me too. that we me have too. today
1: me too totally Especially, you know, because, I mean, you know that I had, my dad was here, when my dad was alive, I had him in a facility, you know, and he, because my mom worked in one and because I know the history that some have, I made sure that I was full power of attorney. So, at any point, I could say, I need his medical records, and they had to give them to me.
0: Thank goodness, man. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, just safeguard yourself is what I say.
0: Right, and hopefully everybody out there has somebody they care about, and yeah. uh, or that cares about them to kind of watch over them. Even if you're got to do an overnight stay, it, exactly. it's always good to have that extra pair of eyes going. Okay, it does. It does. It's just yes. At the end of the day, everybody's human. Well, and a criminal is a criminal. That's true too. If somebody wants to do something, they will figure out a way to do it. Oh, they will. They will.
1: Most definitely will. I mean, it just it just boils down to you know, do your check. I mean, do your checks and. I always say this, and I will forever say it, because like I said, my mom worked in the healthcare field my entire life. Do your research. Totally. There are some places out there that do not have a very good reputation, and it's for a reason.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So do your research.
0: I totally agree. So. So that's all I have on Mr. Charles Collin.
1: I I. I was actually kind of Florida on this one. This one, you know.
0: Uh, the, the progression is what got me. Yeah. Because I would have thought after reading that he broke into a coworker's house that yeah. it would have followed that, that path. Yeah. But instead, it followed the path of that he's, he's having sex with his victims.
1: Yeah. And what also got me about him was the contradictions.
0: Oh, yeah. There's... All
1: the contradictions. It's like, okay, but it just two seconds ago, you said this yeah you know and it's like so many holes
0: well a lot of it from what i could tell is there's a thing called minimizing and that's when you know you did something wrong but instead of accepting everything about it you minimize your actions right and that's a lot of what he was doing and that making excuses i walked around in a fog all my life no you didn't
1: no no you knew what you were doing (laughs) yeah totally especially when you're ending up having sex with them and yeah you knew what you were doing right
0: nobody you know yeah
1: Yeah, that's not something somebody just does.
0: So do you have anything else to add before we wrap this one up? I
1: don't think so. I don't think so. Like I said, I look forward to our Mondays, ones that we feature on Mondays because, you know, (laughs) being being, you know, in the healthcare field my entire life, you know, knowing about it. It just floors me that some people who say they're in a profession that cares about people, does things that prove you don't care about people.
0: Right. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, they always fascinate me. But, yeah, no, I don't I don't have anything more to add on this one.
0: All right, then we're going to wrap this one here up. Yeah. All right, remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at brutalnation.cast and com. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. I like saying dot com. You
1: I mean, do like to say dot com
0: It makes me feel powerful. Dot-com. dot, com. Um, dot com. <laughs> uh, Check out the other shows that they offer as well. This is Scott Alexander with Tammy Underwood, and we will talk to you guys later. This is uh, Twisted Blue Production, copyright 2021. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, everybody.